When you think about things that you currencies that you might want to counterfeit, the toonie probably doesn't come to mind. The two dollar coin it seems bulky and heavy and not worth much. What are you going to do with it? You know, buy coffee. I don't know. Um, but it turns out the RCMP recently discovered thousands of counterfeit toonies in circulation. They had carried out this year long investigation apparently and made an arrest. They found ten thousand toonies. In the Canadian banking system, they arrested a 68-year-old uh, in Richmond Hill, Ontario, just outside of Toronto, arrested last month and charged with possession of counterfeit money. Those allegations have not been proven in court. Um, so what was going on? Why would someone counterfeit a toonie? So it turns out reports of the fakes first surfaced during the first half of 2020 when a merchant found 75 in his cash register alone. Uh, you can tell that they're fake. Specifically, one of the easiest ways is by looking at the front right paw of the polar bear on the toonie. In the real one, it's a perfectly made one. It looks like a paw. In the fake one, it's cleft, or that's why they call them camel toe toonies, because it looks like a camel's foot. Um, and that's one way, that is the most conspicuous flaw. Uh, and the bounties allege they're being made in China. Uh, so, Perhaps that's where they're coming from. But I really want to know more about this because it's such an interesting, who would counterfeit a toonie and why and how many would you have to counterfeit to make it worthwhile? Well, you know someone who knows something about this? Brent Mackey. He's the treasurer of the Waterloo Coin Society, the region's only coin club. He also has a website devoted to this particular toonie. Brent, thanks for your time tonight. Thank you very much for having me, Ben. It's great to be on the program. So how did you come across uh, the, the so-called these, these counterfeit toonies? Uh, well, I was alerted to the, uh, the counterfeit toonies or the camel toe counterfeit toonies, as we've called them, uh, by a friend of mine in uh, 2021. Uh, he directed me to a post online that's, uh, that started talking about these, and it sounded pretty interesting. So I uh, went out to the, my local bank, got a bunch of toonies, started going through them all, found a few of the counterfeits and thought, well, that was easy. That was fun. Let's do it again. And since then I searched over 500 boxes of toonies. That's over half a million dollars of coin. Uh, certainly not all at once. It's just the same small pile of cash rolling over and over again. And I found a ton of these counterfeit coins and I continue to do so. Tell me about them. How hard are they to tell apart? You referred to the camel toe toonie. That's on the polar bear's paw, I gather. Is that really the, the definitive way you can tell them apart? That is the 100% guaranteed way to tell uh, that you've got a counterfeit toonie. Uh, there certainly are a couple of other uh, things to look out for, such as differences in the font on particularly the dates, uh, but other aspects as well. Uh, some different quality issues in terms of the engraving not being necessarily as fine. Um, there's some differences in the finish on the coins, which is also a good way to tell, but not reliable. Um, and a few other small details. But that that camel's uh, or that uh, polar bear's front right paw is definitely the 100% guaranteed indicator. If you see that split toe. As, uh, as has been shown on various websites, including my own, cameltoetoonies.ca, um, then you've definitely got a counterfeit toonie in your hands. But they're I gather they're pretty good. I mean, it's hard to, to by the weight and so on and the feel, unless you know you're, what you're looking for, would it be hard to figure out that you don't have a real one in your hands? 
Absolutely, yes. The, the counterfeit tunies are made to a quality that is good enough to fool just about anybody unless you're specifically looking for uh, those indicators. They've got the right coloring. They're the, generally the correct metal. Uh, they've got the right feel in terms of weight and texture and that sort of thing. Um, and even even the details of them, again, unless you're looking very closely at them, you're not going to tell that there's anything different with them. Just from your own investigation, so to speak, do you have any sense of how prevalent they are? Uh, yes, for sure. So in, in my findings, uh, I've been finding these things anywhere up to 10% in some uh, boxes. Uh, now that's a, a local sample just outside of the Greater Toronto area where they're they're particularly hot spot. Um, but outside of that, uh, even as far as other sides of the country, there's they're not as prevalent. Um, but in my average numbers, I'm seeing anywhere from uh, one to five percent, depending on the day. Uh, so that's a lot of counterfeit coins. That's a lot of money. Yes, it is. So it absolutely it- is. It always begs the question, because I think this is what probably flummoxes people a bit, is that why would you counterfeit a toonie at such a small de- denomination? Well, that's a great question. You know, everybody is thinking that same question. Why would anybody counterfeit a toonie? It's only two bucks. You're right. It is only $2. But when you're, when you're producing millions of counterfeit toonies, you're able to spread the cost of those out over each one of those coins, bringing the average cost per coin down well below face value such that these coins could easily be produced for less than 50 cents each and when you're making that money it's all about the money you're making tons of it in both sense of the word do we have any sense of how these are being circulated well yes and no um many of them are getting introduced into the banking system somehow uh, but uh, it, it's unclear at this point exactly how that's being done. Uh, the the person that was arrested recently um, out of the Newmarket area uh, was caught because they brought a box of, t- of fake toonies into a bank. And then uh, after that person left the bank, it was detected that these coins were all fake. So that's how that person was eventually tracked down. But uh, for this many coins to insert or to be found in circulation, uh, that is not a sustainable way of doing it. They've got to have a better way of getting them into circulation in, in bulk. I don't know what that is. I could give you some Hollywood-inspired uh, theories, but uh, it's not based on any form of reality. <laughs> and I'd be very curious on exactly how the, this many coins is getting into circulation. It's certainly not somebody spending them one or two at a time at Tim Hortons. Right. Uh, not, not to cast aspersions on any one place, but do we know where they're coming from? The theory is that they're coming from China right now. Uh, I don't believe that's been confirmed, but uh, I strongly suspect that it will be the case. Uh, I don't think that they're at this point a domestically produced item. China has the ability to, uh, to produce all sorts of things at reasonably high qualities, and extremely low cost. And uh, these coins just tick all the boxes for being produced in China. Do we have any sense of or any idea of when this may have started? And and, and is the quality the same through and through? They feel like they're all coming from the same place? Or are they different? Or are there a bunch of this? Is there a lot of this going on? (laughs) Uh, Sure. So that's a a big question to unpack there. So let's let's go with the history. So uh, they were first reported in March of 2020, 
right at the beginning of the pandemic. Coincidence? Probably. Um, but uh, there was a retailer in uh, the Greater Toronto area that discovered about 75 of the counterfeit coins in his till all at once. So somebody must have made a big purchase, paid with a roll and a half, or actually that would be about three rolls of counterfeit tunies. And uh, he discovered it and, and posted it online. And then um, they've been found uh, all over the place, particularly in the Greater Toronto area ever since. Uh, as for the quality of these coins, they're pretty well all the same uh, as when they were first found uh, up to now. Um, but on the note of quality, I do want to mention that they're not being produced to the same level that the Royal Canadian Mint would produce a coin. The Royal Canadian Mint produces some of the best coins in the world. Um, but these coins are being produced for quantity, not quality. So to that end, you can see a lot of defects in the coins, in the manufacturing process of them. Uh, they're, uh, they're producing the coins using dies. So one die on the bottom, one die on the top, and a blank coin in the middle. Smack them together, they impress an image on the coin. And they, uh, they use these dies until they virtually explode. Okay, That's why we're seeing cracks on a lot of these coins. Uh, they're also not paying attention very well when they're using them. And sometimes they smack the dies together without a blank in the middle. This produces an image of both sides of the coin on both dies. Then when you use them again, you create, you get a fake toonie with an image of the polar bear around the image of the queen and maybe a part of the crown over top of the polar bear's back or something. Now, there are other countries where, where the value of a coin can be more than $2 Canadian. I think I'm thinking of the UK where the pounds, you know, the two pound coin is, is more valuable. Um, do we have a sense if this is happening anywhere else? Uh, well, funny you should bring up the United Kingdom. Uh, a few years ago, uh, going up to about the mid-2010s, uh, the United Kingdom had a very severe counterfeiting problem with its one-pound coins, the round pounds. And they were seeing counterfeit rates across the country of about 10%. Uh, so you could go get a roll of pound coins from the bank, and one out of every 10 of them was probably counterfeit. Uh, that was a ridiculous problem, and it generated a bit of a currency crisis in that uh, in that country, to the point where the Royal Mint decided to uh, cease production of the round point, round pound coins and introduce a brand new bimetallic uh, high security one pound coin. I believe it was started in 2017, but I'm not 100% sure on that date right off the tip of my tongue. And uh, ever since then, they've been putting out those coins and completely replacing all the old one pound coins in circulation. Um, the problem isn't as bad here in Canada, um, but it certainly should result in a withdrawal of some of the earlier tunies that were produced uh, from 1996 to 2012. Since then, the Royal Canadian Mint has been issuing higher security coins, uh, but they have not withdrawn some of the older ones. And all of the counterfeit ones that we're seeing are that old design. So if the Royal Canadian Mint wanted to really do something about this problem, they can start withdrawing some of those old security coins, take out all the counterfeits with them, and uh, fill the gap with some brand new high security coins. Yeah, that was going to be my, that was what I was going to ask you to end all this was, how do you um, solve this? Exactly. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, that would be the, the way to do this with the Royal Canadian Mint. Uh, they have the means of pulling out 
selected from circulation. They've been doing it for a number of years with some of the older nickel-based coins. Uh, that's called their alloy recovery program. And that's a whole discussion in and amongst itself. But they've, they've got the technology to pull out these coins. They just need to start doing it and replace it with, uh, with brand new coins. In the meantime, Brent, I gather, I gather you're going to continue looking for these things. I am. I am. I'm uh, continuing to look for these things uh, every uh, week. And I continue to find them just as easily as, as ever. What do you do with them when you find them? I, I gather, obviously, you can't spend them because that would be illegal. But what, what do you well, do with yes, them? Yes, I find can't them? spend them. I uh, I do have a few of them that I use for for reference purposes because I do have a website at cameltotoonies.ca that uh, describes some of the defects in them and the history behind these counterfeits and a few others. Um, but most of them, they all get returned to the bank. I have got a great relationship with my bank that uh, allows me to return those coins. Um, so that's where almost all of them end up again. So you're, you're kind of doing that work for them in some sense. They must know you well by now if you go and get uh, a big box of tunies every day. <laughs> yeah, they, they do know me quite well. So it's to the point where when I walk into the bank and, and somebody sees me, they get my box of coin ready to go. <laughs> right, Matt. So right, it's Mackie, great. Thank you so much for sharing that story with us. It's fascinating. And just one last time for, uh, for listeners to know where they can find out more on your website. Absolutely. So go to www.cameltoetoonies.ca and you can find out all sorts of information about these camel toe counterfeit tunies, as well as an earlier issue of counterfeit tunies from 2005 called the Montreal Mint Tunies. Fascinating. And Brent Mackey, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Lots to learn there. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Ben, for having me.